Next on BYUSN, a very early look at the Big 12 football power rankings. I don't think BYU fans are going to like it. Plus, the Cougars add Coastal Carolina to the schedule in 2033. Do we like it? Ask me in like 10 years. <laughs> then I'll give you an answer. Ten, 10 years! Or maybe I'll give you an answer today. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, February 7th. Great to have you with us alongside Coastal Carolina football expert in 2033, Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. I just hope we throw down right before the half one more time, but, uh, you know, maybe BYU gets a little revenge. <laughs> That's like the most upsetting <laughs> clip in BYU football the last couple of years. Okay, today on the program, Blaine Fowler weighs in on those things. Big 12 power rankings, Coastal Carolina on the schedule, Cougar hoops. Is tan vintage gear at this point? We'll discuss whether we're getting too old too fast. What's the ceiling for men's volleyball in the rankings? And Top 5 Tuesday features best wins over Gonzaga. Hey, uh -huh. BYU Gonzaga Saturday night in Spokane. Here are today's headlines. With some football scheduling news oh, details. Oh, turf stinks. I mean, it's 10 years away. Even more than 10 years, right? 10 and a half years? Coastal Carolina will travel to take on BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo on September 17th specifically of 2033. Mormons versus Bullets part two. BYU's revenge game following a 22-17 loss to Coastal Carolina in December of 2020 that, sigh, ruined the Cougars' bid at a perfect season. Yeah, it did, whatever, yeah. That, that, that turf just is the worst. Still ugly! Listen, I like teal, I like the Mariners, okay? That's, I don't like it. Okay, uh, men's volleyball moves up spots to number 10 after a split at number 8 Ball State last weekend. The Cougars host number 14 UC Santa Barbara for a pair this weekend. On to BYU Gymnastics, specifically Lindsey Hunter earning Cobar's Specialist of the Week after scoring a 9-9-2-5 in the meet against Southern Utah. Mina Margraf in that same meet earns Bean Specialist of the Week with a 9-9-2-5. Both athletes with their first MRGC accolades of the season. The Cougars face number 22 SUU again this Friday in the Marriott Center. Always good to have flipping birds in town. Yeah. Women's golf is competing in the FAU Paradise Invitational in Boca Raton, Florida. Third and final round, Alicia May Mateo, third place, 700 through 17. Mateo had an ace on the par 3 16th yesterday. Pretty awesome. Cougars currently in fifth place as a team at 5-0. It is time to rise and shout. Let's go to what's trending. Really? We got to show this. Yeah, yeah Jeremy's in a great mood right now. <laughs> Cap down to Coastal Carolina. No. Let's do it. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the worst. I'm doing ever. some math in my head. Like oh. 10 years. Yeah. It's we got to be like 3,900 days away from that game. Like almost 4,000 days away from that game. You and I are going to be or approximate 50 years old at the time of this game. As you pointed out on what? Twitter yesterday. There are some eight-year-olds that might yes. score touchdowns in this game. Yes. <laughs> Current eight-year-olds. There's some eight-year-old in Tempview Boundaries who will score. 
<sighs> Almost 4,000 days. We couldn't play earlier? <laughs> what? Nope, 2033. Hey, it's happening. The, the game is happening. It only took 13 years to get the Chanticleers to return the What other G5s are sitting there where we're like, no. <laughs> I mean, Tom's going to text me later and be like, dude, promise, I promise you this is the best we can. I just had it confirmed in my ear that it's 3,875 days to be exact, until Coastal visits. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> 3,875. Dun, 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 dun. Who cares? <laughs> oh my gosh. Dax Milne, our good friend. <laughs> yes, I love that he tweeted about this. <laughs> in yesterday. response to the news that BYU will host Coastal in 2033, said, let me back on the team for this one. As one more yard! As a grandpa, too. <laughs> Dax, because Dax will be in his thick, mid-30s. <laughs> thick mustaches and eyebrows. He'll have threaded brows by then. Courtesy of some Utah County stylist. Uh, so many funny tweets coming in. Uh, Mark yeah, Durant, we got a few others. Mark Duran added, Will there be BYU football in the millennium? Yeah, he was replying to me saying there will be eight-year-olds. And then Brian Logan says, Jesus will be back before then. <laughs> Ten years from now. Okay, I'm, I, I know this isn't the fish thing. Obviously, Tom Homo keeps his own uh, stuff. But I'm looking at future G5s. Yep. We agree that BYU should play one G5 a year, like a winnable G5. Okay? Okay. So 23, that game is Sam Houston, who is becoming FBS this year. Uh, 24 at Wyoming. Why? Why play G5 road games? I don't, I don't know. I don't get why you will in 2020. I hope not. I don't know. Uh, 25 at East Carolina. Uh, 26. You got USF sitting there. You got to cancel a game there, by the way. You got Arizona and at Utah. 27. You got it. There's no G5. 28, 29, 30, 31. Uh, no G5s. 32. Army is sitting there. Okay. Is that like a return game from 2020? Um, the that game we that BYU play, did not play because like contract, there was does a it matter? COVID situation. And then tw- uh, 2033, Coastal Carolina. Hey, we got a G5 in 2033. Um, normally, like as, as currently constituted, obviously Coastal uh, head, head coach left to go to Liberty. Um, Jamie name, Chadwell. Jamie Chadwell. Thank, thank you, Chadwell. Uh, they've been awesome the last couple of years. That would be too tough of a G5. Like, I don't want a team that might be ranked as the G5. Even at home? Even at home. Even with the emotions? Yes, because I don't know if you heard, BYU's going to the Big 12 yeah. and uh, would love a winnable G5 game. But, Jeremy, in 10 years from now, BYU but, on, on, hold on, I'm on, finishing the on par with Utah is going to win back-to-back conference championships. Well, in 2033, BYU's coming off multiple <laughs> playoff appearances, yeah. which is very exciting. <laughs> going to be awesome. No, normally I would say, like, if this were, like, in a year or two, I'd be like, eh, too tough of a G5, honestly. I want a winnable game. Dude, we're in the P5 game. We're like, FCS, give me an FCS. Yeah. Give me an uh, the the easy G5. Easy. One, one, like, fun Power 5, and then we go from there. And then a bowl game, if we lose, who cares? We're Power 5. We don't want to be there. You know what I mean? Like, that's the game we're about to enter here in the Big 12. But, yeah, it's a fun game. We've wanted this return game because BYU, for some reason, felt like it had to put – well, no, I, I understand the reason. BYU felt like if we schedule this game and win, we're going to be in the New Year's Six at-large conversation. And they probably would have been. Unfortunately, came up a yard short. But no one faulted the Cougs. It was a weird year. Not everyone played. Utah mailed it in that year. Like, had like a losing record. Didn't even care, right? I can't, no one cares about that season. Um, but we did because it elevated BYU to this new place. 2020, 
draft picks, obviously, with Zach Wilson, Brady Christian. It was like the resurrection of this program after 17 and that uh, you know, season that shall not be named. 18 and 19, those dudes were freshmen and sophomores, and then as juniors exploded on the scene. As seniors pulled off 21, 10 and 3, finished top 20. And then uh, last year, you know, we thought they'd continue that, did not, but 8 and 5 was, was good. So, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm a little weirded out by how far out it is, but it's fine. Like, if you're, if you're Tom, uh, which, by the way, this wasn't announced by BYU. This was reported by Epi Schedules who obtained the contract. Of course they did. So that's how it – they live to do one job. Yes. Which is figure out schedules. It's fun. It's 2033. It'll be good to have them back here. And uh, it'll be we'll, – we'll see where BYU is at in its evolution as a program. We hope – Way further down the road, getting a bunch of L.J. Martins and Aiden Robbins and Keaton Slovis's every year, and uh, now you're now you're cooking. Hopefully, in the Big Twelve. If you really want to stoke up the emotions, we should just have an alumni game between the teams that played against each other in 2020. Ex NFL guys at that mid 30s Grayson McCall leading the Chanticleers into Provo against mid 30s Zach Wilson. They're running like their hybrid triple option (laughs) in a flag football game. Yeah. Will Zach Wilson, Dax Milner, Tyler Algier? who all played in that game, still be playing still professional be football playing. by that point? I w- probably not. Like, 10 years is a long time in the NFL, man. It's a long That'd time. That'd be great. Hey, hopefully Zach's some tenured backup on some team at that point still in the mix. 3,875 days. I- I'm fine with the game. I think it's kind yeah. of hilarious that it's so far away. <laughs> like, we've – what? The-, the irony here is BYU took this game – on three days' notice! Yes, and now it's like, we have to wait ten years? <laughs> what in the world? It's the opposite, uh, yes, of the what? first situation. Yeah, ten years for the return game <laughs> when you took it on three days' notice? Ten years? How about ten hours? Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, great. I like the game. Who knows what the heck Coastal Carolina is going to be in ten years. They might be in a different conference. They might be in the American. They might be FCS. <laughs> we, we don't we, know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. So, whatever. Whatever. It's, it's great. Yeah, fun. Awesome. Ask me in 3,800 days ne- ne- about this game. 3,800 days. <laughs> How different are our lives going to be at that point? <laughs> Topic two. Athlon Sports' first Big 12 power rankings have BYU 12th out of 14. Are you shocked, surprised, unpleased? Uh, I'm a little surprised. I don't know that I'm going to throw too much emotion into this because it's really like on February seventh. Way too early February seventh Big Twelve Power Rankings poll. Yeah, but I'm a little <laughs> surprised because of what BYU has done over the past three seasons combined, and now they're in a Power Five conference. And I mean, Kalani, if, let's do the math. He's won 29 games in the last three seasons, right? Yeah, and lost nine, 20, eight, eight 20, plus in yeah. each one. That's Ten really good. BYU picked 12th ahead of only West Virginia and Houston. West Virginia has um, stunk the last couple years, by the way. Iowa State was not good last year. Yep. So they're putting yep. some stock into the fact that Iowa State's going to be better. Kansas, number eight. I, are, so clearly, like Kansas clearly is now a player. We're buying Kansas, who BYU opens up Big yeah. 12 play against on September 23rd. That one's a little weird. Oklahoma's super high, but I kind of get it because it's Oklahoma. They had a bad year. Sure. They lost five games by one score. Like, wild. Like, three of those games are different, and it's like, no, we won nine. I agree with number one, Texas. I think Texas is the best team in the Big 12 right you now. You could say this every year. And their recruiting classes and transfer portal additions always merit top 10 
conversation for them. But they don't deliver on this. That's the interesting thing. You, they're, they're like, yeah. they're, they are the worst team in the country for record compared to talent. Does that make sense? In recent they're years, always like, hard to argue talented. against that. Always. There's no question. They have all the money, all the resources, all the brand, blah, blah, blah. They ain't in the playoff. Like, we're one to talk. But, like, we're not in that same space financially and uh, talent-wise. BYU have always been ballers on a budget. Okay. We hope that that budget isn't so small anymore as you cash in 50 mil a year yeah, in the well, Big 12. Well, by rule of what's about to happen in a few years, it, it doesn't have to be ballers on a budget And Texas anymore. is going to get even more money in the SEC. BYU number 12, I kind of love it, too. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, give me zero expectations. Number, like, being, Didn't we BYU, learn from last year? BYU being picked to finish 12th in the Big 12 out of 14 teams tells me that Athlon's like, ah, oh, they're probably going to go 5-7. and seven. Right? That, that to or, me screams like a losing record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like number 12. I would have put BYU probably around 9 or 10. Yeah, I agree. But, like, like it'd be too high to put BYU coming off last year at like 8th. Yeah, no, number 10. It, yes, Fine. But we don't, they don't know, and we don't know exactly what Keaton Slovis, Aiden Robbins, and, company, and Jay Hill as defensive coordinator, and da-da-da, what the – like, BYU could be really good. But, again, the analogy <laughs> – excuse me, I always use. You walk into the weight room, and you expect to have the same amount of reps with increased weight. That's not realistic. Like, it takes a sec to get to that point. But maybe BYU is more ready than we think. Like maybe Independence these, has prepared them. Maybe these additions are better than we think, where, no, BYU's ready for this, and they can be interesting. Like if BYU's 5-4 and four in league and finishes with eight wins next year, I think that's a real success. Absolutely. Like real success. And then you build off that. Because I, I don't think any of us are walking, in, <laughs> walking into the, the new joint going, hey, look at the new guy. <laughs> We're going to throw on all the weight, and we're actually going to win this league next year. Like, we're not talking about that. And we won't in basketball, and we might not in football for a while. The hope is you have some surprise kind of season like TCU had, where, hey, what if this team and this team kind of have an off year, and you fly up, uh, and you get lucky a little bit like TCU did. They won all these uh, close games, right? And there's some luck to that. There's some skill to yeah. that, too. But, like, you, listen, 84 – you have to get a little lucky. You need a couple teams to lose. You need Oklahoma to lose. You need nobody else to be undefeated. You need to have a guy dive over the goal line and make a goal line stand on third down and come right. Like, you need a couple. You need Robbie Bosco to limp his way into throwing crazy touchdowns to Glenn Kozlowski. Like, you need some crazy, amazing luck, awesomeness. And maybe BYU has that in the first couple of years. We'll see. But I, I, I'm with you. I, it's okay. Whatever. We can hype up a team and they don't deliver. That's what happened last year. We thought BYU was going to go 9, maybe 10. They, they, like, saved something, right? Like, we were like, oh, at least got 8. One four straight, one at Boise State. It was yeah. still disappointing um, because they never – we forgot that disappointment because we won four in a row. We are like, oh, that's great. Well, it's like, well, we thought it would be hard. But um, next year, I don't know what to expect exactly. I'm excited to just see it play out. I'm not – I'm not going to say, hey, if BYU doesn't get seven, it was a massive disappointment. BYU might only win five games next year. Like, I don't know. You know what's beautiful I, I about this? I hope they go seven or eight. You know what's beautiful about this poll? BYU's got a chance to prove that, hey, we deserve to be closer to number eight where Kansas is in their first Big 12 game. And then uh, Cincinnati's ranked 
one spot above BYU, and BYU hosts Cincinnati in their Big 12 home opener. It's a nice ramp up. Like, Just Cincinnati's quality. Kansas obviously vastly improved from last year. Jalen uh, Daniels, tremendous quarterback, you know. But it was one year with them. It was one year. Like, they haven't done jack squat. What, what is Kansas, yeah, coming back after a, a breakout year of sorts? NBA hasn't played in this league. We just don't I'm fine know with what it's going to be. Overall, I'm fine with this. Like, yeah. Again, put if them in the was, like, in the top six, it'd be, like, overrated. <laughs> too high. Yeah, what is UCF at number seven, too? BYU doesn't play UCF next year. Yeah. They don't have – they don't have to play Oklahoma. They won a national like championship. BYU, but, uh, six stop years it. Ago. <laughs> Baylor at number six is interesting because BYU yeah. does not play the Bears again. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like it. I kind of love this because but it's, it's fun because like, we're talking about the Big number 12. 12. Number 12. Yeah, number Let's 12. Let's go. Well, BYU at number 12. There are also 14 teams in the conference compared to 10 last year, so it's that much harder. We're used to looking to around the conference. at nobody else. Just us. 14 teams in the conference. Yeah. That is It's <laughs> a house party a now, and we used to just – Go home and put in like a Tostino's pizza and cry ourselves to sleep as an independent. <laughs> Not anymore. Now we're hanging out with the homies. Our question of the day is this. Which gives you a stronger reaction? <laughs> BYU ranked 12th out of 14 teams in the Big 12 football power rankings according to Athlon Sports. Or is the strong reaction coming from Coastal Carolina returning to BYU's What's football yours? schedule in 2033? It's still the Big 12 power rankings. Mine's Coastal. Really? Just initially seeing that logo, I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I go, oh, cool. And then I go, oh, and 10 years? Yeah, there's, <laughs> so a, let, there's a letdown too. for sure. It's not positive. Scott Solberg on Twitter says, it's the Big 12 ranking. Like the original game with Coastal, this one should not be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't want it. Just no game. I don't, I don't want it. Don't want Coastal. <laughs> you, don't like the, you don't like the Canterbury Tales? Scott. Okay, plan to be with us tonight for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. The coach, player, Greg Rubel. Get you ready for a big week at Pepperdine and Gonzaga, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV. Up next, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler. Hey. He's live in studio. We're talking Big 12 Power Rankings and West Coast Conference Basketball Power Rankings. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We have moved the party over to the Cougar Council Room. And now welcome in Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, to talk Big 12 football power rankings. We'll get to the West Coast Conference basketball power rankings in a bit too. But Blaine, let's just start with what Jerem and I just finished up. We're very is, excited about okay. this game in 10 years. <laughs> Coastal what? Carolina on the schedule in 2033. Uh, we, we think that the game's actually going to happen. What's your reaction to Coastal returning the game 10 years after, or I guess 13 years 13 after year. BYU took it on three days' notice? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> you know, to me, there's got to be a philosophy in scheduling, and like, I think this next year, um, throw out Arkansas and put another G5 in there, and that's probably the way to go. 
Uh, oh, you would be fine with no P5. Yep. In non-con. I'm okay. Mm. I think you only take a P5. I mean, some people are saying you do um, one FCS, one middle of the pack G5, and then one P5 that's traditionally in the middle of the pack in their league. I'm, I'm okay with that. The problem is in college football these days, you just don't know who the middle of the pack is anymore. And so you could, you could say um, eight years ago, hey, let's schedule Baylor and then have them two years ago and they're Big 12 conference champs. You could say, hey, TCU's kind of down if you're the SEC and they play in the college football playoff last year. And so you schedule these games so far in advance that I'm okay if they do one FCS and two G5 every year. Interesting. So you don't want to play Utah? That, I said there are some exceptions to oh, that. Oh, just exceptional right. years. So there's exceptions to okay. that, and the exceptions are natural rivals. I would play Utah every opportunity we have. The game's important to the state when they can play it. It's good for both teams. Both teams are traditionally going to be good enough that it's not going to hurt you if you – it's not going to kill you if you lose that game. Um, Utah and BYU aren't going to be uh, competing for college football play. Well, with the 12-team format, they would. Utah's um, this close, Yeah, right? they're – yeah. They have been in, yeah. in a Pac-12 that hasn't been great the right. last couple of years. I, yeah. I feel like USC is coming back, and then they're going to be out of the league, right? So it'll, it'll be interesting things see how things shake out. So I say with exceptions, and that exception would be if you get Utah on the schedule, you take Utah. If there's a really interesting intersectional game that, that ESPN wants to set up or that Fox wants to set up as an early season, you know, all of what Utah did with Florida in this home-and-home, yeah. home. Um, you know, say BYU has a chance to – to do a, something with an SEC team in a kickoff classic ty- type of a game. Those are when you take a P5. And some people are saying, what, like, why are you being a baby? Play, play one P5 every well, you year. You don't have to argue with me here. I, I say you, gotta, <laughs> you have to schedule yourself two wins for sure. And in most years you want to schedule yourself three wins in the preseason because Big 12 is no joke. And, and for you to be bowl eligible – Every year, which is really what the goal is now when you move into a Power 5 conference, um, you got to be really careful with what you do. And those, those P5 games that you take, there has to be a good reason to play those P5 schools. Like, I, I'd be okay if Arkansas wasn't on schedule this year. Mm. I'd be fine with that. Is this but we because it's new in the Big 12, or do you feel like in a couple of years you would prefer this? Because we, we've, we've heard uh, from Tom Homo saying, okay, like Utah has not played us a couple of years, we will not play them. So I'm guessing that BYU plays Utah like six out of every ten years. That's sort of my vibe. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. I, and I recognize they're scheduling, and the league's going to say, um, "Hey, in three years, we want you to play in whatever this sponsored big preseason, like a one-off versus the Pac-12 thing." You're going to have those every so often that you're going to have to go play a kickoff class. And, and, of and, and then in those years, yeah. it, it may be hard to do this, but then you don't want to play Utah and. Right. And USC. Never play two P5 nuggets. Right. No, please no. Yeah. Right. Utah's doing that this year, hosting Florida and then playing at Baylor. Yeah, they're doing two. On top of a nine-game Pac-12 the, schedule. They right. aren't going to make the playoff. That's right. just too many. It's just too many games. good, good. Because typically Utah's been really good. They've been smart about the way they've scheduled, um, where they've tried to manufacture, not manufacture, but schedule some wins. Schedule early. smart, yeah. And you get going, schedule the buy at the right time, so you kind of get things going, you figure this team out, get into the meat of your schedule. I mean, for being the first year in the Big 12, I think BYU's really fortunate with how this schedule laid out because I yep. think they get the best teams after they know who they are and after they've had a bye week to regroup. And I think they get some wins early. They're going to come out of the gate and be 
two and one, maybe three and one coming out of the gate um, and have some momentum, know who they are, has a, have established some depth. For BYU, the problem is they're playing all these teams, bam, 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 seven weeks, eight weeks, no bye. Um, the backups aren't getting a chance to play at all. They don't play a minute from game one, right? And then all of a sudden you start to have injuries because you've played your starters for seven or eight straight games. And it's like, hey, we got to put six backups in on the defense. Oh, wait, they haven't even played. Can they even play? Now we're in trouble. And, and now they haven't played for eight weeks. And so you're better off getting those guys in games early, getting some reps, knowing who they are. Maybe the guy you thought was third is now second. Now you have a few injuries down the stretch. You're like, yeah, we know who these guys are, and they've played some games. This schedule actually lines up much better. And, and, you know, BYU had no hand in it. I think the schedule lines up great for BYU for the first year, with the exception of I wouldn't have had Arkansas. BYU is picked to finish, according to Athlon Sports, in a way-too-early Big 12 football power rankings poll. It's too late. I wanted it weeks ago, Spence. Number 12. <laughs> number 12 out of 14 teams. And, Blaine, when I first saw it, I was like, 12? But then I thought about it some more, and I'm like, it's February. <laughs> also, I kind of love that BYU has – Low expectations going into year one of the Big 12 at, at number 12. I'd probably put him number 10-ish. What do you think? Where, where would you put BYU in year one in the initial Big 12 football power rankings? I would have, I would have them somewhere in the middle-ish, six or seven probably. Six or seven? Yeah, because I, I think we, we did a little exercise, Dave Nixon and Dave McCann and I, where we went through every single game, and we made the under over seven. So um, meaning, you know, six is very possible. Eight is we're just saying the under over like that's not out of reach. Seven's not out of reach, um, and I think they'll do well in their with their preseason schedule. Um, I actually like them at Arkansas. I'm not penciling that in as a win, but I'm putting that as a 50-50 game on the road against Arkansas. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, and I think their schedule gets really tough in November, and that's okay. I may not even have them winning a game in November, but I, I still think they can get to six or seven this year. It's it's hard when you look at what Athlon did. Um, hey, they're being. I don't know, intellectually honest with themselves. They don't, the people they're putting together have been watching the Big 12. They don't know that much about how these new teams are going to fit in. And it's no coincidence that, that Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston are right down at the bottom, outside of West Virginia, that they know all they need to know about. They've sure. been terrible. Yes. Well, you said that in the last segment, right? Yes, they, they know that BYU is losing Jaron Hall and Puka Nakua. Right, and they don't. Does Keaton Slovis fit in? Is like, is he, is he really the answer? We don't know either, which yeah. is what, kind what, of fun. What, what about Aiden at running back coming from UNLV? Does he make the step? Though he's a thousand yard rusher, but that's G five. Is he really? A, is he really a, a P five running back? There, there's a lot of questions um, that are un, so. It's it's is it unfair that they have him that low? It's probably you know, it's probably not unfair. I think they're being consistent in the way they're they're looking at things. Interestingly, they have Central Florida up. In number seven yes. in this poll, um, and I think that's by, they've had two really good recruiting classes and a lot of guys coming back, including their quarterback. So they're giving them a little leeway. But um, here, here's what you've got to remember: when you make when you do polls this early, you're taking a shot in the dark, right? We would be too. Like we're not any smarter than they are at this point. Mm. So so last year they had Baylor <laughs> because they were defending champs. Baylor was number one in their in Athlons this time of year, right before spring ball. Yes, year, they right? go six and seven. Right, they they end up number six. They had Oklahoma's number two. Oklahoma finished eight. Oklahoma State they finished fifth. Texas fourth. That's the only one they got close because Texas was third. But do you know where they had TCU and Kansas State? Bottom, the two best teams. They had, they had TCU at number seven. They finished one. They had Kansas State at number five. They finished two. So, this is the part I love, Blaine, that we don't know. 
Right. But we got a daily show. We got to talk about it. You got to break down right. stuff on and it, AFR. And it's fun to project and to do all that. In the end, I'll say this about the Big 12. Um, a few years ago, I would say Oklahoma has so overwhelmingly got so much more talent than everybody in that league, and they typically perform well. They've been in the college football playoff a few times. Like, you can't beat that team. There's no way you're beating that team. Texas, in recent years, we've been going, and you mentioned it, Spencer, that why do they not win with all this talent? Of course, that talent's all based on stars coming out of high school, right? Yes. And I think Texas gets the benefit of the doubt. If you're good in Texas, you're a five-star. If you're good in Colorado, you're a three-star, right? <laughs> so we know that the star system's a little bit of nonsense, but why aren't they better? Um, so we never, when BYU's beaten Texas, so don't think of Texas that way, right? But, but we've been thinking of Oklahoma. Outside of Oklahoma, I don't look at that league and go, hey, on a year-to-year -year basis, there's nobody that BYU can compete with in that, in that league. Like last year, TCU was really good. They lose some stars, yeah. some great players. And it was a magical players. season. Right. They, they lose, lose some, some great yeah. players, you know. Um, so is TCU going to be in the college football playoff again this year? Probably not. No way. You know. And Baylor, we discounted the, the talent that they lost. They, they lost an NFL running back and their quarterback that played most of the year transferred. Just two guys, but they, they also lost some the back end of that phenomenal defense, right? But because they were good the year before, Baylor looked like they were going to be number one. They end up in the middle of the pack. And so when I look at next year's schedule, there's nobody on that schedule, including Oklahoma now, that I, that I don't say, hey, if BYU stays relatively healthy, because depth is still an issue for them, and that's something they've got to do now, um, there's, I'm not saying they can't win any game on the schedule. Yeah, every game has a winnable facet. Right. Factor. And losable. Like it's right. both, yes. right? That's, both that's wings, the big thing. Which is sort of fun. We just don't know what playing this many P5s in a row in a league is going to be like. And then the next couple of years, like we've done in basketball, we will get used to these programs. Style right. of play, personnel, coaching, traditions. Like I cannot wait to move into this new neighborhood. Like it's going to be fun. And, and when BYU was in the Mountain West, for, for a lot of years. And remember, the Mountain West, before it broke up, got good with TCU and Utah and BYU, who were all good, and San Diego State was on the rise, right? And it, it was really hard. It gets harder when you play in a league. Here's the advantage for Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU next year. They're not playing against teams that they played against every year for the last eight years. Um, it's oh, when WCC in basketball, what we've discovered is, you know, these teams are harder to beat now. Not just Gonzaga and, and St. Mary's, but guess what? BYU's harder. Like, there's more balance when you play in a league because teams play you every year. They know what style you play with. They know your out-of-bounds plays. They know, like, all of these things. So you have to be that much better, and everything kind of clusters. I look at the WCC now in basketball, and three through seven, like, who's the best team? You know? And I think that this first year in the Big 12 in football, especially, um, these three, these four new teams are unknowns. You have an advantage. These, these teams don't scheme perfectly against you. You can surprise them with some things. And so I think BYU may win a couple of games that nobody expects them to win. And, and they may lose a couple where we're going, mm. why in the world would they ever lose to West Virginia, right? I'm not saying they're going to lose to West Virginia. But losing to West Virginia is way more tolerable than losing to Pepperdine in men's basketball. A hundred percent agree. Like the P5 thing, <laughs> honestly, will be like, oh, okay, that's a bummer, but guess what? Way over there, power five, they threw for 350, whatever. 
we will just tolerate that in a way that we have not in the WCC because we have a lot of pride here. For right. sure. All right, Blaine, we got a break, but before we go, because we talked about it and I promised the fans that they would hear about it, BYU right now in a tie for third in the West Coast Conference. Are they going to finish in a tie for third or in a top four seed by the time they get to Vegas? Okay, so here's my projection. I, I think it's going to be LMU, Santa Clara, and BYU are going to – Jockey for three, four, and five. Okay. Santa Clara has the most favorable schedule. Yep. I think BYU is going to beat Santa Clara here. But I think that may be the only loss Santa Clara has between now and the end of the year. And so Santa Clara probably gets the three seed. However, I think BYU, they they got to play Gonzaga and St. Mary's. So let's just say those are both losses. And, again, it's not out of the question that BYU could steal one. They were really close at home. And BYU plays good enough defense that they can be in any game. It's just can they shoot lights out like they had the last two games or not, right? So, so let's say BYU loses two. I think LMU um, has a rougher road. I think LMU loses three. Yep. And so I think what ends up happening is you go Santa Clara three, BYU four, LMU five. And then San Francisco is going to play a role in this, but I, I just they're just too inconsistent. San Francisco's scary because with Shabazz and that group, they can shoot lights out. And they could come in here and possibly give BYU fits. But I think BYU gets them at home. So I think because of who they play, that that's how I would project it out. Now, like I'm just like anybody else. Like <laughs> anything can happen in this league because, as I've said, three through seven, anybody can beat anybody, right? Um, St. Mary's is clearly the best team in the league. Gonzaga's not unbeatable. Would I be surprised if BYU went up and and one took one in Gonzaga? I wouldn't be crazy surprised. I'm surprised every time. Yeah. And it's awesome. So, <laughs> like, when it happens, it's awesome. Yeah. I never expect BYU to win up there. So, I guess I shouldn't say this. Would I be surprised? Yeah. I would be surprised. Is it out of the question? No. no. Right, right. It's right. not out of the question. Because Gonzaga yeah. isn't the same as they've been. They don't have a lottery pick on that team and yes. three NBA guys, right? Yeah. So, it's not out of the question. So, so, based on the remaining schedule, if things play out, that's how I, I would project it. Which is great because a month ago I didn't think BYU was going to be in the first four. I really think they should be in that first four, and that's what you want. You don't want to play till Saturday. Uncle B, Amen. Blaine Fowler, the dual threat analyst, delivering football and basketball. Thanks for hanging out with us. Good to see you. And guys. great to have you in the studio. It's nice. And what is this really called? The Cougar Council? Room? That's what I called it. That's what Spencer's called it. That's what I called it. It seems like you've done a lot of talking people off the ledge right here. So I think it's the, the, the Cougar. Uh, psychology. The room. comfort room? Yeah, it's the comfort room. <laughs> yeah. The council. Comfort council room. is too generic. This is where, this is where, people, where people are like, people. Receive comfort. Is it council with an S or a C? You know, yeah, we'll figure it's, that it's, out. It's, it's people. Everything's okay. That's what you guys do here. <laughs> yeah, Unfortunately, we've talked too much about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, join us Thursday night. Speaking of third place, women's hoops tied for third. Rose Bubakar and the Cougs. Got to get it done against Pepperdine, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. What if you ordered some sweet BYU swag and Boise State gear showed up? Is that an unforgivable offense by a retailer? Jared Jacobs, was it you? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation, make sure you follow the program on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. He is Jerem, I am Spencer. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. New Denver Broncos head coach Sean... 
Hey, Ann. Was asked about Russell Wilson having his personal quarterback coach, former Cougar quarterback Jake Keeps. Oh, hey, Jake. Having access to the building, Peyton said Keeps and other personnel coaches will not be allowed in the building. Hmm. Is Peyton shunning one former BYU quarterback to make room for another? Ah. Like every day in the whip, we just asked about Taysom and Sean Payton. As in, okay, so he shuns Jake to potentially reunite with Taysom Hill with in Taysom Denver? Taysom Hill. I wouldn't be shocked at all if at some point Taysom Hill finishes his contract in New Orleans, there's not much time left on it, and ends up with Peyton Beck as a Broncos utility player. Yeah, I, that, that wouldn't shock me at all, but leaving Heaps out, no, no he's not shunning Heaps to, to bring in Taysom. He's shunning everybody that isn't on the staff. But it feels like a perfect fit again for Taysom to end up in Denver at some point. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, why not? A little, little not? closer to home here. Let's go. All right, uh, Drake Toll. Uh, a guy, you've been on his show. He's yeah. a host of the Locked On Baylor podcast. He tweeted the following. As I apply for post-grad media positions across the Big 12, I've made it my goal to score a vintage piece of merch from every team. This new BYU piece is a clear favorite. I am in love with a pullover. It's navy blue with a way too much tan on it, Jerem. Any tan is way too much. Uh, this is considered vintage? One, are, are you concerned with his choice of favorite vintage gear? I'm concerned about how old we are getting uh, because <laughs> I don't consider tan vintage. That's 25 me, plus years old. To me, you gotta go back to like early 90s, like 30 plus years to be vintage. I think, you know, we looked up some definition of vintage and it, it said 30 plus, so I like that because it's convenient to what I want. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm uncomfortable with vintage being when I was in uh, high school. <laughs> we're, but we're getting old, we're not getting any younger. Some of you think we're in our 20s, we are not, okay? <laughs> so a couple years ago, someone was like, that internship for those guys were like, Internship, no, like no, 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 internship, yeah. come on. Uh, Drake, we can do better than Navy and 10. We, we, can, we can figure something else we'll out. We'll figure something We can figure something else out yeah. better than that. Speaking of bring back tan, no, let's not do that. Uh, should they bring back the bibs back for the alumni? No, game? no, but I'm in favor of returning the bibs for one game at some point in the future in an actual game. No. I, I absolutely. Oh, oh one, look just look one game. This is absolute garbage. Jerem, BYU won some big games in the bibs. They did some good things. Gary, they won in Gary. spite of the bibs. I mean, who is that? Hashi Robertson? Who is that again? <laughs> Norm Chow, Tavidolfa, and Galway. Just one game. Just Jonathan one, Pittman. One game. Yeah, we can name all those guys. Let's go. Uh, uh, just, just give me one, one game. <laughs> one. That's no. enough. BYU men's volleyball moves up to number ten in the ABCA yeah. coaches poll. How much higher? Can this team climb the number 10? You know, I love a good Scott Stapp lyric. Can you take me higher? Yes, BYU can go higher. Um, they might go to nine next week if they sweep UCSB. UCLA is coming up in a couple of weeks. If BYU goes to LA and gets a split, that'd be pretty good. UCLA has only lost one match so far this year. Pretty good team, number four in the ABCA poll. They could get up to like seven. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking that's kind of the top of the mountain for this team. Yeah, I, I, getting better. It's not a team that's going to win the league, Spence, but it's a team that's going to pick off some teams. I like put, they have the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah, I put the pit, I put the peak at number eight. Kay. Like, yeah, BYU probably, if, if some things fall in the right place, they could get as high as number eight. I'll be surprised if they climb higher than number eight. If they get inside the top seven, then this team is yeah, absolutely I, I overachieved. Think, I already feel like they're overachieving. Well, they're getting better. 
They're getting way better. They're young, but they're getting better. Uh, BYU fan at Channy Mill tweeted the following. Ain't no way at lids. What I ordered versus what I got. It's a BYU stretch Y hoodie, and then uh -huh. he got Boise State gear. What? If this happened to you, how would you react? Well, I would absolutely probably post it on social media like at Channy Mill did. <laughs> because I'm <laughs> in the Lids. BYU community. You're yeah. storming into the mall. And then I would, yeah, call Lids customer service and be like, you should give the BYU one to me for free. This is insulting. Did you even see the Puka Nakua catch? <laughs> it is the same blue. I'd ask for some type of discount or it's yeah. like, come on. You can't do it. Customer service can't do that. It looks like the same blue. I don't think it is, actually. You can't do that, Lids. Yeah. Don't do it. And you make enough money that you can give this guy his BYU sweatshirt for free. We assume that that was actually what he got in the mail, uh, which we believe you. Okay. We, we believe you. We believe. At Channy Mill, we, we believe, believe you. And we believe in you. Okay. And if you want to watch, you know, Deep Blue uh, episodes, shows, games, on demand, people. BYUSN.com is the spot. BYU basketball, after playing at Pepperdine, will travel to Gonzaga this weekend. Heard of them. We take a look back at the top five wins all time against the Zags. Remember that one? This is BYU Sports Nation. I do. It's great. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Hey, we love that phrase. Mm -hmm. BYU wins it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. Breaking Coastal in 2033. Yep. If you missed it, we're hosting Coastal Carolina in football in 2033. Great seats are still available. 3,875 days away. <laughs> Tickets at that point are going to be, uh, let's see, inflation factoring in. At there will be one million dollars. It's a Tuesday, which means it's time for our Top 5 Tuesday. It's a good one, too. And we have decided to focus in on the Top 5 wins all time for BYU men's basketball against Gonzaga. Ever heard of them? Number 5, 2014, a 73-65 win over the Bulldogs in the Marriott Center. I don't know if you knew this, but their nickname is the Bulldogs. Yep. Uh, their mascot. After going into halftime tied, BYU took an early lead in the second half. Gonzaga turnover with over two minutes, just over two minutes left. Matt Carlino. Score to layup. Our boy Tyler Hawes involved in this one. Carlino misses the three. KC puts it in. BYU built an eight-point lead, eventually giving the Cougars their first win over the Bulldogs in two years. At number four, rewind to 2016. A wild 69-68 win over then number 25 Gonzaga in the kennel. BYU started the game strong but trailed much of it. it wasn't until a three-point play by Chase Fisher with three minutes left that BYU took their first lead in the second half. It set up a wild, hectic, multiple lead changes type scenario to close out the game. Gonzaga missed free throws. Nate Austin. And then Nate Austin right yeah. with the game clinching block. Yeah. Let's wait for it. We, we need to see Nate Austin do his thing because frankly, he's a legend. He leads all time in number of fouls committed as a BYU player. <laughs> number one all time. We're gonna... <laughs> Did we include the – we don't include defensive highlights here. For <laughs> Number three, BYU's 2015-73-70 win. This is the head-shaved game. BYU takes down number three, Gonzaga. It's the first of three consecutive wins in the kennel. Three-pointers from Chase Fisher, tied at the half. BYU up Woo! 10 with 10 minutes to go. Up five with 17 seconds left. 
BYU beat a top three team first time since 81, snapped Gonzaga's 41 game home streak, uh, win streak. I was there, it was awesome. I shaved my head after that one. That was unbelievable. Kyle Wiltshire almost makes that shot. You can see me run onto the court, documenting it with the team right there. Down goes number two Gonzaga. And my hair. At number two, we have the 2020 special. Not with Barbara Walters. <laughs> yeah, <Barbara> Walters. <laughs> 91-78 over then second-ranked Gonzaga in a magical Marriott Center on oh, senior wow. night. BYU took a lead with 12 minutes left and led the rest of the way. 42 seconds remaining, it was Yoli Childs punctuating an unbelievable win on a pass from Connor Harding with his dunk. The 23rd-ranked Cougars win by 13 and in so doing, ended the Bulldogs' 40 straight regular season conference wins streak. And oh, by the way, number one had lost that day. They would have become number one. And the number one win over Gonzaga, 2017. Cougars took down number one and undefeated Gonzaga, 79-71 Spokane. They trailed 18-2 to start this game. You forget, 14-3 run later. Eric Mika, Corbin Kafusi, late layups. Oh, Mika Corbin Kafusi. 29 points, 11 rebounds, surpassed 1,000 points in that game. That was an NIT one-and-done BYU team that went into the kennel and beat previously undefeated and number one Gonzaga, who had newspapers already printed celebrating the undefeated regular season. Think about that roster. Elijah Bryant was on that team. Eric so Mika was on that team. Yoli Childs was on that team. Corbin DJ Haas was Nick on that Emery. team. That like, team was loaded. They they were loaded. Young, yeah, but young team. Unfortunately, this team did not stay together and do what we were hoping for years later. But this was the most notable win with that group. That win probably pushed Eric Mika into the NBA draft because his stock was, was never higher. He was probably going without it, but uh, it certainly helped it. Yeah. Great stuff. Oh, unforgettable. At that point, that was three straight wins in the kennel. Yeah. That was three straight in the kennel. There was a time where we thought BYU would never not win in the kennel again. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what BYU does. They go to Spokane and they It's win. been harder uh, since then. But, uh, yeah. No, maybe Saturday is the, the last one, man. Last opportunity yeah. as members of the West Coast But they're not in the top five, you know. It's not the same. It won't, mean, it won't mean as much. It won't be as meaningful. They're only number 16. Oh, my goodness. Okay, join Gregory Bell, Mark Durant, Jason Shepard, Thursday night, 9 Eastern time. BYU Radio, Cougars at Pepperdine, and then, of course, every game they have at Gonzaga as well. And a rise and shout-out to a Cougar ace. We'll explain what that means next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's see what you did there. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Yes, he was in against Baylor. Chase Roberts returning for what we hope is a uh, great sophomore season. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well. Our question of the day, which gives you the stronger reaction? BYU ranked 12th in the Athlon Sports early Big 12 football power rankings out of 14 teams. Or just seeing Coastal Carolina back on the schedule, even if it's 3,875 days away. What's the stronger reaction? Brian Buss on Twitter says, right now, 
It's the Big 12 Power Ranking. The season is right around the corner. I love BYU being looked over and viewed as an underdog. The shot to clears are 10 years away. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to watch peewee football for 8 to 12-year-olds trying to figure out who might take the field in 2033. It's true. <laughs> BYU's case, 18 to, 8 to 14-year-olds probably. Uh, Andrew Garrett on Twitter. In a season that was so bad that it led to coach, uh, coaching staff firings, BYU still won eight games with wins over Boise State, Baylor, Stanford, and SMU. That's pretty good. I almost forgot BYU beat SMU. Oh, yeah, the New Mexico Like, oh, Bowl. yeah, that, that was awesome. Yes. Yeah, defensive stand. In a season where BYU stunk on defense. That was great. It was a defensive stand. Jacob Robinson. Jacob Robinson. Yeah. Love that. All right. Uh, Ames Flames on Twitter says, Big 12 power rankings are garbage. <laughs> Why? Because BYU was Garbage! Four. If they were fourth, would you think they're garbage? <laughs> Wasn't TCU at the bottom of the rankings last yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. Underestimated is a great place to be. Is that the official take we're going to have going into the fall? Hey, I don't know what they're going to do. It's probably not, probably not a lot. Because we postulate on this. Underappreciated. And yeah. BYU, underrated. Or we'll say, BYU will be underrated. BYU will be underappreciated. <sighs> See, I, I can't. I, it's hard to walk in there and be like, yeah, dogs, we're going to be in the of top Of course not. Half. Of course not. But I've already gone public so many times with my over-under at seven and a half wins that I don't feel like I can be like, yeah, they're going to be underrated. <laughs> Should I change just, that stance? How about they're just they're rated like, oh, perfectly? They're, they're just going to get to six wins. BYU shall be Rated. Rated. Okay, dead in the middle. They will be whelmed. The funny thing is, dead in the middle of a 14-team Big 12 is, like eight, is like eight wins, right? Yes, like you're a top 40, 50 yes, team. Yes, yes. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Mr. Notham on Instagram says, Hello. Being ranked 12th in the Big 12 is sort of an honor when you think about it. <laughs> if you're 12 in the Big 12, yeah. yeah. You're the titular the ranking. Titular Way to go. Ranking. Yeah. 12, 12. I like it. We like the number 12 around here. 12 tribes, 12 apostles. We're in. We're in we like, that. yeah, we like. We, in fact, we I don't think we like it. it. We talked about it love at the it. homecoming celebration, about how much we love the number we 12. We love it. All right. Way A to go. A dozen donuts? Way to go, Cougs. Yeah. Titular ranking. Let's go. Let's go. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Alicia May Mateo, women's golf. Getting an ace yesterday, a hole-in-one. Awesome. On uh, par 316, 165 yards out in Boca Raton, Florida. It was the 2020 Boca Raton Bowl, and it was Alicia May with Taylor. Well, you love Boca. Boca Raton. Dude, Alicia May, seriously, playing some unbelievable Baller. golf right now. She's yeah. incredible right yep. now. Our thanks to today's guest, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Justin Robinson. Nice. Five -five Nicely Justin done. Robinson. We'll see you tonight for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope live on the app. Go Cougs. Hey, look, BYU won the game.